Unfortunately, I think there's a misconception with some people that I shouldn't have to teach a man how to talk. Or I shouldn't have to teach her how to love me. It's like, yes, you do. Everyone's different. Everything you know about Jesus, he told you. What's up, fam? Welcome back to our channel. My name is Tim. This is my beautiful wife, Pauline, and you're tuning in to another episode of the W Podcast, where you get wisdom in the word with the wheelers. Hey, this week we are still doing question of the day. Really excited. You can ask us any question that you have anonymously. We don't know who it is. You can send it to us and we will answer your question. Dating, love, sex, whatever it may be, send it to us and we would love to answer your question. This week, we got a good question. I think it's going to help everybody because everybody does this or will do this in a relationship. Has done it, yeah. What are we talking about? So the question today is, what are some practical things to do during conflict to avoid shutting down? Really good question. Shout out to you, whoever asked this, for wanting to work on this because I feel like conflict is low-key one of those things in relationships that we've picked up, whether it be from our parents, whether it be from culture, that we don't realize we have some really trash habits. We have some really bad habits yeah. when it comes to conflict. Yeah. And you may not even realize it. Sometimes it may take somebody else pointing it out. And like, yo, when, when I say this, you you act this way. Or you. But also, even when that happens, a lot of times we don't think there's anything wrong with it because that's what we saw growing up. Like, this is what it means to fight. This is what it means to have conflict. Like, doesn't everybody fight like this? Yeah, good point. So shout out to you for being self-aware enough. And that's something we talk about, side note, in dating that's really important, being self-aware. The more self-aware you are of yourself, of your health, of how you view relationships, the better you, you will be at relationships because you'll be able to recognize, all right, it's not you, it's me. That's why I'm acting this way. Right. That'll help so much. That's for free. And the Bible says to get the log out your own eye before... Yeah. And we talk about uh, how to get that self-awareness actually in Just Dating University, JDU, that will be coming back at some point in the fall, God willing. So just a short little plug there. But let's get into this question. They said, what are some practical things to do during conflict to avoid shutting down? I just want to make sure everybody's on the same playing field really quick. Shutting down is actually a term for it uh, in the psych psychological world. That's the right way to say it. And it's called stonewalling. And this is when the listener, whoever is listening to somebody else talking, shuts down because they feel overwhelmed or psychologically flooded. Yeah. So you just feel like, bruh, this person just keeps coming at you. And this is why you ain't this. And this is why your mama ain't that. Sometimes it ain't that, that trash or deep. Sometimes it's just like, hey, you did this. And da, 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 da. Right. And you're, you may be so unhealthy internally that you're taking it to a level that they're not trying right. to take it to. They're just saying, hey, next time, can you flush the toilet? Right. It's really what someone else could call it is tuning out. And it's actually one of the, the four horsemen. Is it four or seven? I can't remember right now. One of the horsemen of, of divorce. So if you have a habit of stonewalling or shutting down and you're married, um, it is a sign of divorce. It's actually one of the bigger signs and it's a kind of a progression. So if you manage that you shut down in relationships with at work or with your family or friends, it's definitely something that you want to work on. And again, shout out to the person who asked this question because you recognize that it's a problem that you want to fix. And that's really the beginning, the first step, because a lot of people don't think it's a problem. <laughs> yeah. So we learned two things that in our marriage, in our relationship, that really helped us when it comes to conflict. And that's that I'm an internal processor and Pauline is an external processor. So it may not be that you shut down because you're this mean person and you're, you're trying to be rude. You may shut down because maybe you're an internal processor. And maybe when you're having an argument and they're saying a lot of things, 
you're just trying to process like, yo, what is happening? We were just talking about where we want to go to eat. How did this turn into all of this? And you're trying to figure out in real time how to respond. And sometimes that may cause you to kind of shut down and be like, I don't even want to say anything because I don't want to get this wrong. Does this happen to you? I don't know about that. You think it does? I don't know. I'm just asking you. Uh, you looking at me you. like you think something. I'm just curious. It might help the people. You yeah. should tell me. You the one that be talking. I can't to say. I can't say here. About to argue right now? No, I'm just kidding. All right. So one thing that we've learned in our relationship that is definitely helpful for me and could be helpful for you is that if you're having an argument, you're having a conversation, and you're not sure how to respond, instead of just shutting down and not saying anything because that's never helpful. Talk to your partner and say, hey, can we actually revisit this in an hour? I just need some time to think about it. And uh, right now, I don't really know what to say. I don't have a response. I want to talk about this, but I just need some time. Maybe an hour is not enough. Maybe you need 24 hours. Whatever it is, pick a time that you're going to revisit it and actually revisit it. Because otherwise, you're just avoiding the conflict, which is even worse. Uh, so that's something that's really been helpful for us. Because sometimes I really don't know what to say. And I'm just like, uh, it's just too much. I just need to kind of get to my thoughts, get to myself, think about something else. And also, that can really help if tempers have kind of flared. Because they say that the temperature of an argument doesn't get any, doesn't change based off the first 30 seconds or something like that. Yeah, the highest and the most intense a conversation will ever be is how it is the first minute. Yeah, so if the first minute you're yelling, chances are it's not going <laughs> to turn out to be non-yelling two minutes in. Yeah. Uh, so it may be good sometimes to just take a step away in general and be like, hey, you know, let, let's kind of revisit this and come back when we have some cooler heads. And you can be honest and say like, hey, I need a second because if I don't have a second, I think that I'm going to say something I regret and I don't want to do that. Can you please give me 30 minutes? I need to go take a walk. I will call you back. In 30 minutes. All the times people say, especially guys, they'll say like, oh, I need a break. I can't talk about this right now. And that will kind of freak the girl out. Like, well, are we ever going to talk about it? Are you just, you know, there's no plan. So if you say, I want to talk about this, just not right now, I will talk about it in an hour. And then most reasonable women <laughs> or just people in general will say, okay, in an hour, that's fine. I can, I can give you an hour instead of just saying like, throwing it into the wind and hurt. She's scared that you're never gonna bring it up again. The second thing I want you to think about is remember that conflict is good. I think for me, especially when we first started dating, I did not have this revelation that conflict is a good thing because of how I grew up. I saw conflict often and I was like, I don't want nothing to do with that. And because of that, I would just shut down to avoid conflict, not realizing that conflict is good. Here's why because it helps you and your partner move forward. And if you're not moving forward in a relationship, you're moving further apart. Yeah. You wanna be able to move forward together. And I feel like sometimes people forget that when you're in an argument with your partner, it's not to win. If you win the argument, some, they say if you win, both people lost. <laughs> like if you feel like you won an argument, you and your spouse lost. Around they the lost team. because they don't feel good, and you lost because you just drove them further away. So you really wanna, Remember, conflict is good because we're trying to get on the same page so that we can continue walking in unity. And that's where God actually commands a blessing. There's a Bible verse that talks about that. Yeah. So remembering that it's good can help you avoid shutting down because you can be like, you know what, I, I'm not going to shut down right now because I know that we need to talk about this so that we can be on the same page. So that's what I would say. What would you say? 
Yes. Um, I had some more thoughts. First one being to remember or learn, just like we talked about, why shutting down isn't helpful. A lot of times if we shut down like our natural reactions to things, it feels good in the moment or it feels right in the moment. And you may be somebody who you feel like, okay, shutting down is protecting my partner from things getting any, any worse. But if you are kind of on more of the classic stonewall side where you're like, I don't care what they have to say. I'm not listening. I'm not listening. Like the tuning out, I'm not listening. I'm not listening. <laughs> like that type of thing. Um, that's definitely not mature because your partner, even though they may be doing it in a way you don't prefer or a way that's not healthy, they're trying to connect with you. Um, they're trying to share their grievances or their requests with you. And um, they honestly just don't know how to do it in a way that you need. So you should look at that as an opportunity to teach them and to tell them, hey, I hear that you're mad at me about something um but what i what would work better for me is instead of you name calling and saying what you're saying right now i would rather you um maybe tell me exactly what steps i should have taken give me suggestions instead of just saying you stink for this and i didn't like that you did that tell me what i should have done instead and hopefully if they're reasonable they'll take that feedback um but yeah, just remembering that shutting down isn't helpful, even though you may feel like it's helpful in the moment. It causes more conflict later because you're making your partner feel like they're they're not valuable, they're not valued by you, they're not loved by you, and a lot of times it just eggs people on to do more uh, yelling and arguing if you shut them out. Um, the other thing about shutting down is it also allows the devil to narrate in your relationship. If you don't use your voice and you don't um, speak, then the devil is going to speak for you. And I don't know about you, but I do not like when people speak for me. And I definitely don't want the devil speaking on my behalf, um, especially when I have the ability to speak. So just keep that in mind. Like someone is going to speak for you, but just let, let it be you and not the enemy. Um, and you know, it's your responsibility to learn how to create a safe environment for yourself and then as much as you can for your partner. Um, but then, you know, just remember that like if you're shutting down and you're not saying anything, just know the enemy's driving a wedge further and further in between you and your, your partner. He's in their ear talking about, and this is why he ain't nothing, and this is why you need to do this, and this is why your mama was right, and, da -da -da -da. and you don't need those types of, you know, words in your ear. Um, so don't let the enemy speak for you. The last thing that I would say is to uh, teach your partner how to make you feel safe and so that you can open up faster. And I'm not, this is not something that you want to do in the moment of conflict. Like, you know, if there's an argument going on, you don't want to say, hey, sit down, I'm teach you something right now. <laughs> Let the argument kind of fizzle out, listen to what they have to say. You can listen and, and not, and like, you know, a lot of times people who shut down, they have a hard time like actively listening and that's why they just shut it out because it's just too overwhelming for them so i would teach and coach yourself learn how to listen to what your partner is saying even if they are not saying things in the healthiest most um, respectful way um, i would learn how to chew the meat and spell the bones is that what they say so if she's saying you know like i hate when you do this and you're so rude when you do this this and that you could say okay so what you're saying is you'd rather me take out the trash in the mornings than in the middle of the night. And then she might say, yeah, I would actually like that. So a way for you to be an active listener is listen for key points that your partner is trying to um, share with you that are based on action instead of like their feelings. A lot of times feelings and us not understanding feelings really makes conflict more, um, more brings more turmoil. So if I tell Tim, hey, I feel really frustrated 
whenever you forget to take out the trash. And he might think, why are you frustrated about that? I get frustrated when you don't do the dishes. And it's like, it's not even, now it becomes this back and forth about who's more frustrated and who has, you know, who has the upper hand or the lower hand. And none of that really matters. In that instance, you know, if I say, hey, I feel really frustrated and your partner sharing their feelings with you, then you, you offer a suggestion. And then that will probably make them feel like, oh, he's actually listening. She's actually listening to me instead of trying to play tug of war with who feels the worst. Um, so that's one way that you can create an environment to help them feel safe. But also in the same way, you know, at a later time when that conflict is over, you can say, hey, I'm really glad that we figured out a way um, to make each other feel like loved and served when it comes to the trash. I've been meaning to tell you, um, or I was just thinking based off that conversation, it would really be helpful for me whenever I do something that makes you frustrated, that uh, you kind of come at me with more of a calm tone. And Tim has literally told me this before, saying like, instead of saying, you always do this, you always do that, say, hey babe, I really don't like when you do this, could you do this instead? And he's way more receptive to that than me just being like, oh, here you go again, leaving the trash out. And it's like, all right, yeah. that's not really what I want to hear. Please don't think that you don't have to teach your partner how to love you. Unfortunately, I think there's a misconception with some people that I shouldn't have to teach a man how to talk. Or I shouldn't have to teach her how to love me. It's like, yes, you do. Everyone's different. Everything you know about Jesus, he told you. Yeah, so good. I heard a pastor say that one time. Like, It's not intuitive. Or it's like you didn't just grow up and be like, you know what? I know how to honor Jesus. I know who Jesus is. Like, He told us who he is. Right. He taught us how to love him. You have to do the same thing with your partner. Right. And if we're being honest, for those of you who are parents or you're around young children we have a toddler and like <laughs> we're all blank slates like we come out the womb knowing nothing like at best kids know how to breastfeed and even then that is you know a process of, of learning but I think that it, you're, it's so true like that's something that the enemy tells us it's like oh I shouldn't have to do this just like the, a lot of us believe the Disney fairy tale that like, oh, I shouldn't you know it should be easy once I find the one and it's like that's actually not true at all <laughs> every single relationship you have a great you may have a great boss but y'all work on that relationship you have weekly meetings you know you share your requests like there's just nothing there's nothing in life that's effortless um, that ends up being fruitful so you have every single professional athlete they work day in day out in season off season like there is no they're talented as all else too but they put in more work than anybody else as well talent alone does not keep anybody um, and the same thing for relationships you guys may click really well you may have the same interests you may have the same hobbies but you still have to work on communication because at the end of the day y'all did not grow up in the same home y'all did not see communication and conflict in the same way so you have to find out what your way is um, and then for you some things to think about if you're the one who's like okay i'm trying to teach my partner how to create the safe space you just ask yourself a couple of questions one being like when do you feel most comfortable reflect on environments you're in whether it be with friends or at work um, or with your family where you feel really comfortable a lot of times people feel a lot more comfort when they're laughing when there's joy um, laughter is um, a disarmer if I'm saying the word right it disarms people the Bible talks about that the laughter is, is, is medicine so you may say that maybe there's not enough joy in our relationship right now. Maybe it's been a very hard season and we're having a lot of very serious conversations and we need to laugh more 
together? Um, what are some words or phrases or environments that you're in that make you feel safe? Do you like when people compliment you or validate you? Do you like when people um, call out your accomplishments? Do you like when people um, ask you questions about your personal life? I don't know. Um, it's just kind of figuring out what works for you. And this, again, links back to what Tim has said in the past about self-awareness. You need to be self-aware, know what works for you in order to thrive in your relationships. I know for me, I thrive in high affirmation environments. I love when people are constantly um, saying, you know, like what they love about me and what I'm doing well and like what they enjoy and like kind of high feedback. Um, so just figure out what works for you and reflect back on environments you've been in where you just really felt safe and you found yourself opening up more. And that works for guys and girls. Yeah, absolutely. And just to piggyback off what you said about laughter or doing things that can kind of calm things down. The Bible actually says it like this, a gentle answer deflects anger, but harsh words stir up anger. So that is 100% biblical and 100% works. So definitely think about that when you're doing conflict. Remember y'all, conflict is not bad. It's actually a great tool to help you move forward in unity. We'll see y'all next week on the W Podcast. Bye. Thanks for watching this video. To get more Christian relationship advice, subscribe to our channel. And make sure you check out our other videos as well.